Rebels Recap. Join the hosts of Brick City Blockade as they break down the animated universe of a galaxy far, far away. All right, Star Wars Rebels fans, the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network is back with another episode of Rebels Recap. Lots to talk about. And gentlemen, for the first time, we've got only one episode to break down in our fifth episode back. We're going to be talking about Episode 9, Rebel Assault, and we've got a good panel here today. Uh, we've got Robin Vogt, Sean Michaud, and Vintage Viewport, Chris Letty himself. So how's it going tonight, gentlemen? Good, good. How are you guys? Doing awesome. Very excited. This was recorded on November 13th, 2017, so most of you probably already seen the episode. If you haven't yet, we're going to just spoil the heck out of it for you, so you might want to save this episode for later if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but... If you're a diehard Star Wars Rebels fan like the rest of us, I'm sure you've already watched it several times like we have and get ready to kick this conversation off. So guys, my first question to all of you is a little bit inspired by Rebels Recon, the StarWars.com team, Andy Gutierrez. And I'm going to ask each of you, Chris, I'm going to start with you first. <laughs> the question they posed to everybody, who's the better pilot, Harrison Dula or Poe Dameron? Dang, that's a tough question now. I mean, Hera was kicking some butt, flying that X-Wing around. That maneuver that she just stopped and, like, kind of backed it up and flipped over and shot that defender. It's pretty awesome. I'd probably say Poe, but, man, it is one and one A oh, in my book. Blasphemous. <laughs> Sean, what do you think? I think I'm going to go off and say Hera just because I think she has more of a advantage of how long she's been doing it more just uh, and i just love her, her flying style so absolutely all right robin break the tie oh uh, you know this this is tough because being a canon comic book fan and reading the poe dameron comic i can kind of see where chris is coming from with right poe. we we know a little bit more about poe and his abilities as a, as a fighter pilot and as this x-wing master in many ways because We've seen him play out in the canon more than Hera technically has been in the canon as a pilot. So my personal preference goes to Poe Dameron because of the knowledge I've gained through the comic books and through the canonized content. However, I go with Poe Dameron, but I want to see what they do with Hera. I think we're going to have some more Hera coming up later on down the road here. That might change that opinion. Yeah, all right. I'm just going to break it right back to the tie because I'm saying Hera. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking plenty about Hera because she was really the star of this episode. Mm -hmm. For me, she flies that hunk of junk of the ghost and is basically a freighter ship and it's becomes a key part of the Rebellion fleet at the Battle of Scarif. She's flown an A-wing, a B-wing, an X-wing, a Y-wing. Show me Poe doing that. That's all I got to say. Mic, mic drop. <laughs> Throwing it should, down. <laughs> yeah. Not going to drop the mic because then we can't keep having this great conversation here. So, guys, like I said, we're going to talk about Episode 9, Rebel Assault. The synopsis for this one was, Hera leads the rebel attack on the Imperial blockade at Lothal with Grand Admiral Thrawn determined to stop her. Like I said, this aired on November 13, 2017. The director was Stuart Lee, and the writers, Stephen Melching and the Dave Filoni. So guys, as I mentioned, this is the first episode of Rebels, Rebels Recap that we've done here in, in Season 4. That's the first time we've only got one episode to break down, and this one left me feeling a little bit more, but I think we're going to get that after our, our little bit of a break here. Again, like we normally do, we're going to talk about our favorite moments and then biggest questions going forward. So, Sean, this is your first time on. So I want to throw it over to you first. Sean, what was your favorite moment from this episode? It's it's tough because the whole episode 
was very interesting and I loved seeing her escaping everything like everything and how how she does it it's just not on her own she's also just getting help from other people and I I think my my favorite part of the episode is probably her trying to towards the very end when she's trying to escape the like I can't remember his name Rook <laughs> well, yeah Rook that that fight scene was pretty cool we got, actually got to see her in action and throwing punches and all that so I think that's probably my favorite part of the episode yeah that was good stuff Chris how about you stole my thunder sorry Chris <laughs> no, that's all right. it's all good seeing Hera flying the X-wing was amazing but showing her fighting ability. I was really surprised at her hand-to-hand combat. She was holding her own against Rook, who's an assassin. And yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I mean, she he got the best of her, but it was still, she put up a pretty good fight. Just showing that side of her gives her more depth, which I really like. Yeah, she definitely starred in this episode big time. Robin, how about you, my friend? I have to admit, my favorite part, I love everything that happened with her in this episode. I think her character progression has been absolutely amazing just in this season alone. Thank you to season three for really building it up. But I have to bring it back to towards the end when we see Kanan turning back towards Lothal and he's riding and suddenly the Lothwolf appears again. And it's like, he's, he's conflicted. He's like, what's going on here in this situation? But there's obviously that calling there, just that sequence there. It was a little bit, there was a little bit of it that kind of reminded me of Looper, a little bit of more of a cinematic feel at that moment. But obviously, there's a lot more happening with Kanan, so that's my moment. Yeah, Kevin Kiner did awesome with that. I, I love the theme, Robin, that he appears to have developed for the Lothwolf. Mm. And uh, we've kind of heard the undertones of it several different times. And and I, I've already grabbed the uh, audio clip from the StarWars.com episode guide for this. And they've been doing a great job this season. Shout out to the StarWars.com team. You know, at least having like a little bit of a clip from Kevin Kiner for each of the episodes so far this season. So I, I've been able to drop several of them in some of our previous Rebels recaps up to now, but just it's chilling. It's it's kind of haunting and chilling and it's just you want to know more. And I have a feeling that's going to be what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Guys, I'm totally pumped that I actually for the first time this season, I think get to talk about my favorite moment. Nobody's <laughs> mentioned it, although Chris you did a little bit at the very beginning. But yeah. It's Hera in the X-Wing just being a complete badass. And like I mentioned, she's flown all the different main fighter pilot ships that the Rebellion has in the, the timeline. But the the fact that Kevin Kiner worked in the Rebel fanfare a little bit right before she made that maneuver that, that Chris just described. But it, it's funny. Thrawn, and we all love Thrawn here at the Brick City Blockade mm-hmm. Podcast Network. And he factored in so many of these different things but even he i almost have a feeling that he's almost he has so much uh, respect and admiration for harrison duel i mean he's the he she's the focus of a lot of his efforts and continually the last couple episodes she's done things that has done things that thrawn has not expected and it's funny it, it happened in zero hour and it happened here again if you are part of the Imperial fleet, you do not disagree with what Thrawn tells you to do. Uh, we we had Sakaris or, or the pilot in the TIE Defender there. No, I'm going to do my own thing. And Thrawn's like, you really don't want to do that. And, he, he, you know, he's just kind of sitting there with his arms crossed. He's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I told you so. <laughs> but even all that, you know, he had the ability and, and the foresight to make sure that their feeble attempt was definitely going to go down in flames. And... I want to say Jim was actually the one that talked about it last week where 
I, I think he even alluded to the fact that we knew it wasn't probably going to go all that well because really, at, per Rogue One and the crawl for A New Hope that we know, mm -hmm. the Battle of Scarif was really the first time the Rebellion made a big successful strike against the Empire. But man, Hera is just a badass pilot. And I just absolutely loved not only that, but just her her whole thing. And Robin, I think I talked to you earlier this week. I was a little disappointed that she was captured mm -hmm. just because I feel like now somebody has to come save her in, in some capacity. And I just don't want that to take away from the badassness that she had in this episode. But I, I think mm -hmm. there's a story to tell there. And, and I think that will all kind of work out in the final six episodes. On second watching, I didn't really get the sense that she was captured versus sacrificing herself. Right. So, That's Mark, I mean. oh, it seems like she just here just. I'll get out of it. Just capture me now. I'll I'll deal with them later. Yeah, that's a good point, Sean. Yeah, good stuff there. Overall, I I it was so tough because there's obviously the cliffhanger here. We're probably two months from seeing a new episode. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling it's yeah. probably going to be mid January before we see another one. And I, as I talked about, we've got those six episodes, and we don't really even know what's what's coming. But as much as I really want them to wrap up the story on the fall, I. I I'm really sad to know there's only six episodes left, and I feel like there's so much that they have to tie up. But Robert and I were talking about the other day, saying it doesn't feel like a final season. It feels like we still have more seasons to go. It feels like a lot of things are unfinished. No, that's a great point, Sean. Robin, you know, expand on that a little bit. But I almost feel like, well, yeah, it's actually a really good point, Sean. I think we're all looking for that closure, but I think Filoni is the mastermind cackling behind the scenes, saying. I'm going to give you no answers. I'm going to end this series, and then I'm going to be able to have all these characters available to me down the line. Yeah, I mean, Brian, that's the term you always use is putting these characters on the shelf at, at some point. And, Sean, I totally agree with you. That conversation, we've been having that ever since the premiere of Season 4 this year. And I have to say, I think Filoni does have a plan for these characters, and I think Lucasfilm knows what he wants to do with these characters. There's something there, because you're right, Sean, you said it perfectly. This doesn't feel like a closing of a season. In many ways, it feels like an opening to a new journey. The whole experience that we've had with Kanan and Hera, whether we see something happen there, who knows? But coming into this break, it's almost like, Brian, one of the things we said when we started this off, what are our questions? Well, it seems like every time we come to the end of an episode, it's like, oh, there's more questions, there's more questions, there's more questions. And I think that's what they're trying to formulate is that, yeah, where this is a final season, there is more to this story. And it's kind of like that with the Clone Wars, too, at the end of the season, because there was still many questions, like what happened to Barris and what's Ahsoka's journey from now to Rebels? All those different questions. Chris, what's your biggest question going forward? My biggest question is on top of what's going to happen with Hera and how she's going to get out of that situation. But also, what is what is Kanan getting from these Loth Wolves? And what is he... I mean, he clearly, he clearly knew that there was, there's a bigger picture here. And he basically accepted the fact that he wasn't going to be able to get get to Hera. He took care of the, you know, the other crew and stuff. And I think that's, that's a big thing is where is the force play in this? Is it, does it bring Kanan to, 
and Ezra maybe to the next level. Who knows? Yeah, there's there's a lot there, Robin. I know that you've been very interested in the Lothwolf and in kind of the natural world of the Force there. But any theories at all of of what this could mean? I mean, I feel like even Kanan's acknowledgement, without using any words, that maybe he just understands more. I feel like myself. I, I've been looking for more meaning in the Lothwolves. And it was funny because Dave Filoni was on, I keep going back to Rebels Recon. If you're not watching that, folks, definitely do. There's so much extra information in there that even Dave is so nonchalant about these Lothwolves that he's like, they're your guide. They're going to they're gonna help you, but they're not going to tell you your path and they're not going to tell you what to do. And, and it's almost like, it's almost like the Force Robin and Lothal is basically, it's Kanan's destiny basically here is with all converging on, on Lothal. Yeah, there seems to be, and my mindset has changed ever since we last brought this up, Brian and Sean and Chris, on the last Rebels recap. And you said it perfectly, Brian, is that the Lothwolf I've learned now is not necessarily a wielder of the Force or is something that the Force has created. It's just a guiding step for Kanan to, to really get a sense of what the Force truly is. And maybe it's because the Force really, it resides in Kanan, but he hasn't truly used it for the purpose of, of whether it's extending his, himself as a Jedi or whether it's becoming this individual, whether it's in this life or in, as a Force ghost or whatever else, whatever path he takes. And coming to that realization, very much like Native American culture with the wolf, that the afterlife is the place of wealth and the afterlife is the place where one becomes themselves through a mystical power. So I think the loath wolf is more of a guiding force towards, not, not well, pun intended really, but is a guiding force towards Canaan becoming the individual that he was truly meant to be. Uh, that's deep. Yeah. To piggyback on that, it's almost like Lothwolf is acting as a key to unlock a deeper level of the force within Kanan. It's like it's showing him, guiding him, showing him whatever it may be, that there's more to this. And he needs to dig deeper to get to that level. Sean, anything to add to any of that? <clears throat> uh, not really. I think you guys perfectly said it. The thing about the Lothwolf, I just love the designs of it. Like how creative it is. But it's like um, almost like... bird feet, almost. If you really look at its feet, it's, it's kind of cool. Just the way they've, the whole design. I agree, Sean, completely. I like the face particular. I don't know what it mm -hmm. is about just the way that they were able to do that. Great stuff. I just had a thought and I just lost it. So luckily I'll be able to edit this out afterwards. But, <laughs> oh, I, I've got myself now. Just in kind of wrapping a bow on this as much as we can, because there's so many more questions going forward. But I could be wrong. But I, I feel like this week when we heard the Lothwolf speak, again, I've been watching with the subtitles on mm -hmm. and... It's do it's been Doom as in Caleb Doom the previous two times. This time it was Doom as in D O O M. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I was like, it was just interesting, but that then I'm not quite sure that I can speak unequivocally about this because then I was just watching Rebels Recap earlier today and they played that scene again with Dave Filoni kind of over talking about it and they even had their own Lucasfilm subtitles in there, and then it was back to being Caleb Doom as his last name. I'm like, don't do this to me. I thought I had it all figured out. Dave. It's uh, Filoni's uh, Ahsoka Lives, or Ahsoka Lives, you yeah, know, like was... T-shirt. Uh, Doom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doom, question mark. Uh, 
I don't know. It's it's good stuff, though. But it, it's been great to have the Rebels recap team back. And we've had a lot of different panelists on. I feel like we've had almost everybody on at least once now that, Sean, we've been able to get you yeah, on. But Finally, <laughs> with the, all the scheduling and all that. And, you know, and we're going to have a break here. We've got, like I said last week, got this little indie film coming out soon, The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. They've, I guess it was big enough they decided to have Anthony Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly just start dropping even more knowledge on us here on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we can look out for that this week. I don't think there's going to be any shortage of Star Wars content, but for the diehard Star Wars Rebels fans like ourselves, I feel like a little piece of us is going to be missing for a little bit here, Robin. Yeah, we're going to have to find something else to keep ourselves busy. I think that there is some stuff coming up the road that you guys can keep locked on to and... Uh, don't let out of your sight. Stay on target. Stay on target because <laughs> there is there is a lot of stuff coming. So prepare yourselves. Gentlemen, I think we're at that time of the show where we can close things up. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, ShamaShow1. Follow my Instagram at it's Zone Z. Follow me at Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Zone Z. Chris? Vintage Viewport on Instagram and Twitter. Robin, where can the good people find you on social media? You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please head on over to Instagram, follow me at the official vote, and head on over to Facebook and follow me over there. And follow the Brick City Blockade on Facebook. All right, so make sure you head over to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and subscribe to our great podcast network. We've got plenty of shows like Rebels Recap. We've got just a whole bunch of stuff, and there's a lot more stuff coming. So stay tuned for, for more Star Wars goodness on the way promoting our positive message in the Star Wars community. So as we normally close out all of our shows, may the force be with you. Always. 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 Always.